Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asthma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the third episode on my series on why people still die from asthma. About half a million people die from asthma every year worldwide. And even though these are not a high proportion of the many people who have asthma attacks, what you may not know is that most asthma deaths are potentially preventable. So in most asthma deaths, there are preventable factors. Now, I was the clinical lead in the United Kingdom National Review of Asthma Deaths, which was called the NRAD, and I've also been expert witness in five coroner's inquests investigating deaths due to asthma in the United Kingdom. So I'm speaking about asthma deaths based on my own experience of investigating these tragic events in the UK, where high numbers of people still die from asthma every year. I know I've said many times that asthma deaths should not be happening, certainly not in children, and this is something that I'm hoping we can prevent by informing you a bit more about those factors that are associated with asthma deaths. The NRAD was a detailed review of asthma deaths that happened in the UK in 2012. Most of the deaths we investigated were thought to be preventable, and so in this mini-series of my podcast, I'm discussing the reasons behind many of the asthma deaths in the UK in the hope that you will learn how to manage your own child's asthma to help yourself, to help keep yourself 
or to keep your child safe. Of course, many of these reasons apply all over the world. And while my podcasts are intended for people who have asthma, these are podcasts, these three in particular, which are also applicable to health professionals who listen to the podcast both in the UK and other countries to encourage them to keep their patients safe. So in the first episode of this series, that was episode 18, I spoke about three preventable factors in asthma deaths. These were the role of asthma reviews, particularly that they should be done. Secondly, asthma control. And third, delays in diagnosing asthma attacks. In episode 19, I shared my thoughts on three more potentially preventable causes of asthma deaths. And these were how asthma severity is underestimated both by people with asthma and also by healthcare professionals. Second, I spoke about the quality of asthma care. And the third topic in that episode was about overuse of reliever inhalers and underuse of inhaled corticosteroid preventer inhalers. So if you missed these episodes, do go back and listen to them with your and share with your friends after you've had a listen to this one. Today, I'm speaking about three more things that are linked to asthma deaths that could potentially be prevented. First, I'm going to talk about written asthma self-management plans, and then about asthma management during attacks. And lastly, I'll share my thoughts on the role of a post-asthma attack review in preventing asthma deaths. So before I start with the first preventable factor for today, I'd like to emphasize that asthma attacks lead to asthma deaths. Most asthma attacks can be prevented. And so therefore, if you can prevent yourself from having an attack, you can prevent yourself or your child from dying from this disease. So the potentially preventable factors in this and the previous two episodes can both help you to prevent attacks and from dying from asthma. So firstly, let's start with written personal asthma action plans. I've spoken about these plans in more details before, so if you want to listen again, go to episode 8. So what are these personal plans? Personal asthma action plan is a plan for managing your asthma that you've agreed with your own doctor or your trained asthma educator, which might be a nurse. This should really be written down, so that you or your carer can refer to it when needed, and also so you can share it with your teachers and other people who look after you. The plan contains information about your medication, what it does, how and when to use it, and also the plan will help you to tell when your asthma is going out of control and what to do to try and prevent an attack. And of course, the plan will tell you how and when you should call for medical help. In the National Review of Asthma Deaths in the UK, four out of ten of those people who died had tragically died without calling for or getting medical help during their fatal attack. This was shocking to discover, and yet it was not surprising, because in that year, more than two out of three people who died from asthma had no evidence in their medical records that they had been given a personal asthma self-management plan. 
So it's not surprising that these people did not get medical help when they were dying from their asthma attacks. It's not surprising they did not call for help. They didn't know that asthma was causing their death. And according to their medical records, these people had not been given a self-management plan. So they were never told why and how to take the medication. They'd not been told how and when to call for help. So if you've not been given a written asthma self-management plan with details of your own medication, how to take it, ask your doctor for a consultation to provide you with one. As I've said, the plan should be written and you should keep it with you at all times so you can refer to it. If your child has been given a plan, this should be shared with all those, including teachers and relatives, who may have responsibility for their care at different times. And ideally, this plan could be copied onto you, uh, your own or your child's smartphone. The second topic today is management of asthma attacks. This preventable factor relates both to you or your child, as well as the healthcare professionals treating your attack. So starting with yourself, if you or your child find that your asthma is going out of control, you should take this very seriously because you never know whether this is going to turn into a serious asthma attack or not. Asthma attacks can sometimes come on suddenly without any warning, especially if you have an allergy to something that sparks off your asthma. However, in most attacks, in most cases, these come on slowly over a period of days or weeks. So you should get quite a lot of warning that your asthma is going out of control and that you may be heading for an attack. So if you or your child who has asthma start coughing, wheezing, or you get short of breath, you should follow your doctor's advice, which was provided in your self-management plan. This would usually involve taking your reliever medication, and if you don't improve, you should call for help early. If you do improve, that is if your reliever helps your symptoms, but you find you then get worse again, call for help. One clue that you may be in serious danger is if your blue reliever helps, but it does not last for four hours. You should take it again as directed in your self-management plan, and you should also call for urgent help if you've had to take it again within four hours. And the reason for this is that the blue reliever should last for four hours. And if it doesn't, that's a signal that you might be heading for a bad attack. If you're a healthcare professional, one of the common problems is that asthma is not taken seriously enough. So if someone with asthma has called for medical help or attended an emergency department, it's really important to take this seriously. It's also important to inform your staff who might be taking calls from patients to take asthma attacks seriously. And the person calling might not say that they're having an asthma attack. They might say that they've got asthma and they've started coughing. This should be taken seriously. If the person has been following the self-management plan and they've been taking reliever medication, ask how long this has been going on and also ask whether the person has been getting relief from it 
and how long that relief has lasted. As I said, an attack may come on slowly over days or weeks. So if somebody says they've had trouble with asthma, which has caused them to wake up at night once or twice in the previous week, that's a sign that an asthma attack may be developing. Most asthma guidelines emphasize that the severity of the attack should be assessed. So ask the person if they've been measuring their peak flow and ask what their best reading is so you can calculate the percentage of best that the person has when they present themselves to you. If the readings are below 60% of the best, that is a severe attack and that person probably needs to be sent to hospital. If the person has been measuring their oxygen level with an oximeter, ask for the scores. If the person has been measuring their oxygen level with an oximeter, ask them what the readings have been, what have been the lowest readings and what have been the highest readings. And remember that oximeters may give an inaccurate reading in dark-skinned people. This has recently been highlighted by research in the United Kingdom and re-emphasized by a warning by the USA Federal Drug Administration. In addition, always take measurements of blood pressure, pulse and respiratory rate when assessing somebody whose asthma is out of control. The reliever medication can sometimes cause a rapid heartbeat, but so can an asthma attack. And one of the problems is that in many preventable asthma deaths, measurements such as peak flow, oxygen level, pulse and respiratory rate are not often taken. And as a result, the severity of attacks is often underestimated. And a key message for healthcare professionals and people with asthma is that even in a severe attack, there may not be any abnormal signs. So a detailed clinical history is needed, first on medication that's been taken for the asthma and how effective it's been, and also all other medications that may be being used, because some medications can actually cause asthma attacks. So good medical history is important, both of past attacks, other diseases that may aggravate asthma, and so for people with asthma, it's important to tell the doctor all the details related to this attack and also other diseases that you might have when consulting for medical help. The third potentially preventable factor in asthma deaths is that after an asthma attack, it is extremely important to see your doctor or trained asthma nurse for a post-attack checkup, also called a post-attack review. If you remember only one thing from this podcast, that is that an asthma attack is one of the most important risk factors for a future attack. So if you've had an asthma attack, that means that something serious has gone wrong, but it also means that you may have another asthma attack. So if an attack happens, take it as a warning sign, a so-called red flag warning that something serious has gone wrong and this needs to be fixed in order to prevent a future attack. Sadly, in one of the inquests I was expert witness in, in a child who died at a young age, 
she'd had 48 asthma attacks in her short life. And similarly, in another inquest, in another teenage girl who died after 47 attacks of asthma in her last four years of life. Sadly, these two children had never had a thorough post-attack review. So nobody had had a look to see why these children kept having attacks and nobody referred them off to see an asthma specialist. As I said in a previous podcast, there are two reasons for a checkup soon after having an attack. One is to find out if the attack is over, and if it's not over, then you should be uh, provided with more treatment or even sent back into hospital if need be. And this post-attack review should be done soon after you were treated for the attack, ideally within a few days and certainly before you run out of the emergency steroid tablets you were prescribed for the attack. Now the other reason for the post-attack checkup is to find out why you had the attack and that is to identify any potentially modifiable things that can be fixed so that the next attack can be prevented. Examples of things that can be fixed are firstly Uh, one for you to fix, is that you should make sure that you or your child are taking your preventer medication that has been prescribed by your doctor. Then other things to think about, for example, are that you should have been um, checked to see if you've been prescribed a preventer drug. Secondly, that you're using the inhaler correctly. And third, that you're not taking too much of your reliever drug. Now, there are other things that can be prevented and um, fixed so that future attacks uh, can be avoided. So in this episode, I've added three more potentially preventable things that could help you to stay safe. And the key messages from this episode are, first thing to remember is you should make sure that you have a written asthma self-management plan, which has been provided by your doctor and tailored to your own particular asthma. It should include information on your medication, how to take it, how to know when your asthma is going out of control, and what to do when this happens, and how and when to call for help. Keep a copy of this um, plan with you, perhaps on your mobile phone. Next, an asthma attack can come on suddenly. However, Most attacks develop slowly over days or weeks, so you should get adequate warning that an asthma attack is on the way. So if you start getting symptoms, that's coughing, wheezing or shortness of breath, take them seriously. Follow your plan, and if you're worried or not improving, don't delay calling for help. And if you have called for help because an attack is developing, Remember to tell the doctor or paramedic or nurse exactly what's been happening so they can get a clear idea of how serious your attack is. If you know your best peak flow measurement, share this because that will help in assessing how bad your attack is. If you've been taking extra medication, share that information and tell the doctor or paramedic whether the medication has been helping or not because that helps them to assess the severity of the attack. And lastly, um, if you've had an asthma attack 
it's really important, essential in my view, to see your doctor or asthma trained nurse for a checkup, ideally within days of treatment for the attack. And the reason is first to see if the attack is over or if you need more treatment, and second, to find out why the attack happened and what you or your doctor can change to make sure that you don't have another attack. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asthmaspotlight.com at gmail.com and I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.